Welcome, Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. I'm Autumn. And I'm Brittany. And on tonight's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast, you will recognize our guest by TikTok, her crazy emo hair and her extremely relatable emo TikToks. We have Jessica Conrad. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for for being here. Coming on. Yeah. I'm super excited that I could pop in one of your lives and I shot my shot and it worked. (laughs) Woo. I was so excited. One of the shots you never take. So that's always the motto. Right. Right. Yeah. We were told that actually. (laughs) We were actually. But then when I shot that and you were like, yeah, let's do it. And then we started talking after it. And then I said to Brittany and Autumn, I was like, Jessica Conrad's coming on the show. And they were like, what? How how did she manage that? I was like, popped in her live and shot my shot. Um, But we've had a couple of people on our show that have actually talked very highly of you as well. Um, Like uh, we had Mikey Mayo on here not too long ago. Oh, I love Mikey. Oh, that's so sweet. Talking about you, and then uh, the guys from Unsafe Unsound had said a couple of things as well. So, um, yeah, we're very. We all love your your email videos. They're so. Oh, thank you. No, I love. It's really cool to connect with so many people too. I was actually just talking with Ricky uh, last night. Um, we like talk for like an hour on video chat. Um, but it's been really cool. Yeah. They're, they're awesome guys and all of them are insanely talented. So it's, it's nice to, nice to have some friends in a, in a community like this. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and can we please talk about how, like, we're we're just going to jump right into it. Talk about how your TikToks are incredible and so attacking at the same time. (laughs) 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 Like some of your things pop up and I was like, damn I forgot about that part of my life <laughs> it's so good so, what made, so you, glad. <laughs> what made you decide to like take on this side of things when it comes to like your TikTok and stuff like that that is a great question so it is I was thinking about it the other day and I've only been doing this for a year it has been a very short time And I, I'm a big fan of nostalgia. I have followed like nostalgia pages on Instagram for years. Like I love like just seeing like something that just like smacks you in the face unexpected. Like you can smell it, you can hear it. You remember the first time you were like, you saw it. Like it's just something that's like a very visceral experience. And so I downloaded, um, TikTok in, well, that's, that's, well, I downloaded it. I, I say like a bystander, um, in like, I think it was like mid to late 2020 and I never really spent any time. I was one of those people that resisted it. I was like, oh, I'm too old for TikTok. It's for the kids at the dancing app. Um, I think that's all how we all start on, you know, TikTok. We're like, it's for the kids, you know, like back. But so, so I did that. And then in January of 2021, I started kind of dabbling around and I just wanted to, you know, make stuff for myself because I was kind of lacking a creative outlet. I was working kind of a, you know, boring, monotonous job. And I was like having, you know, some good success. And I was like, oh, I didn't expect it to go this way. Um, And then I kind of got like to a point where I was like, okay, like I kind of want to do something different. And then I started seeing like a lot of like nostalgia creators coming up on like my For You page. And I was really liking, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I didn't know people did this. But then like the more and more I dug, I was like, I don't see anybody representing the scene style. Like there's nobody like, And I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see that because I thought it would have been a big thing. And so I actually uploaded my first video in May of 2021 and I was surprised at how well it did, which at the time, I mean, I'll say a hundred thousand views. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it's like groundbreaking. Like, I mean, it's, that's a lot of, and you're getting, you know, when you're brand new to the, the app and I was like, you know what, like. I'm going to start running with this because I feel like there's so much more I can do. Cause I like have like a pro- like profuse knowledge of scene culture that I've just never utilized that I never talked about. And I was like, Ooh, what a great way to showcase that. <laughs> um, and I just started kind of running with it. And I, there was just so many things that like popped up and I tried not to, I did kind of use, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just kind of seeing a trend here. I'll do a couple trendy things. 
But then I was like, you know what? Like, I, I just kind of want to create like some original sketches because I think for me, it's, it's more fun to kind of, you know, have it like, you know, come to fruition from start to finish. Like I created this and I brought it to life and I think it's like really fun and rewarding, but I also like wanted to make a conscious effort to make it comical and not like glamorize something what it wasn't so like I wanted to be able to show like all sides of it like the good the bad the ugly like I just uploaded a video the other day of like literally like me crushing a cup of like pure jealousy but like that's like the cringy shit we did like I mean, oh, yeah. we, were, we were all you know walking around on you know undeveloped as humans and not like emotionally intelligent someone said that and I was like, yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. But it's like, it's funny to look back now and just like, be like, wow, we were just not, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just fun for me too. Cause I think like, I'm in a way kind of like mocking myself and like mocking like some of the things that I did, but some of it, like, I mean, there is some truth to some of it, but then some of it is kind of made up scenarios. So it's kind of fun to kind of cross over and kind of dabble in both. So it's just, it's been a really fun experience. And I've just been like really fortunate that I've been able to do so many different things and make so many people happy. Like I get like messages all the time from people that are like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is, I've had like a, such a horrible week or like, oh, like, you know, so-and-so passed away and like, I'm, you know, hanging on for my dear life. And like, I guess come to your page and I can always have a good laugh. And like, I just, for me, like, I didn't realize like the impact it was going to have on people. So I just kind of started it out as a hobby and for fun. And it just blew up into something like so insanely large. So that's really kind of the story of how it happened. So, well, we're very glad that it did because I love yeah. it. <clears throat> and most people don't talk about it and you are very in your face about it of like yeah this was it and there is no <laughs> lie to anything that you do <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> thank you <laughs> i can't tell you how many times like one of your tech docs has popped up and i'm like i was like yeah she's not wrong yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's a thing or i remember this happening like i right. remember doing this exact thing like <laughs> Or it's like it's one of those rude awakenings of, damn, I still do that. <laughs> right. Like, there's a lot running joke. They're like, am I like, am I outgrowing this? Or is, was like, is this like a problem I'm going to have to like resolve for a while kind of thing? Like, right. Right. Um, now your, your whole aesthetic is, is when you do, okay. When you're doing the scene here and stuff like that, is it your hair or is it a wig? Because before so, it looked like yours, but now it looks like a wig to a degree. Oh, so, yes and no. So I started out doing it with my own hair. Um, so I did that up until maybe a couple months ago. Um, and now, unfortunately, my hair is health is horrible and it's dry and it's breaking and snapping off. And I can't I've had like a bunch of like problems like with my health lately, too, which it's not anything like serious or anything, but it's just like long story short too, like I just bought a house in November and the people who right. lived prior, um, never flushed the water heater ever. Um, oh, no. so we had like 16 years of sediment build up on the water heater. So I was washing my hair with that and it was turning it orange and snapping and breaking it off. Oh, so no. I enjoy trying to like tone correct it in videos because I'm like, how do I hide this? Like my hair is falling out of my head. Um, so I did, I have been using my hair up until recently. Um, and then I started using, I haven't told anybody this, this is like an exclusive. Um, you heard I started it here using, first. I know. <laughs> so I started using um, a piece of like, I used to have extensions like years and years and years and years ago when my hair was like also breaking and snapping off. And so I just kept them in like a, like a random shoe box in my closet. <laughs> and so I just like... <laughs> I know it's like the weirdest, grossest thing. And so it, it was horribly yellow too. So if you see like in the front of my hair, like in some older videos that it's really yellow because it absolutely is because it's the wrong tone of my hair color. Um, <laughs> I recently took the piece into my hairstylist and I'm like, hey, can you tone this piece to like fit my hair color a little bit better? And she's like, yeah. So we toned it down. And so I was wearing like a fake hair piece in the front just to kind of have more swoop because I got really tired of people telling me I had a comb over. And I was like, it's not a comb over. My hair just doesn't do that anymore. Like, <laughs> so, oh my uh, God. but yeah, 
So I finally invested in a wig because A, I need to give my hair a break and B, I have to like, I don't know if you guys do this, but like strategize and plan your whole week of like how you're going to wash your hair and like how it lines up with like your events for the week. Like I, it was just so hard on my hair that I would be like, okay, I have to do the last day before washing. I got to film 20 TikToks and then we got to shower and we got to cut. Like it was just too much. Um, but yeah, so now I have a wig and it's actually a really, really good quality wig, which I'm very happy about. So, but yes, it is really new and I just kind of introduced it and it, it looks convincingly good. So I'm, I'm actually pretty proud that it worked out as good as it did. So, well, I was going to say it's, it's the only, I like, I just noticed it to a degree because it's a little bit more shinier than like your natural hair is. But yes. it's like the the way that that wig is versus how your actual hair is, is it's so similar in like color and design and everything. And I was like, that's smart. Like yes. that was so smart because it's not like you went to the whole like, like the really, really dark with like the little striped front piece that everybody had and right. whatever else. And I was like, I was like, she did it the same color as her hair. That's a, that's a, that's so cool. That's so dope smart yeah. move thank you thank you <laughs> um now you recently and i mean uh, i'm gonna bring it up we can talk about it we don't have to talk about it uh <laughs> i saw one of your tiktoks um that you just recently did where somebody had made a comment about you having having or not having an outward scene phase and i don't know if it was like uh, and I feel like that's not the first comment you've got. Cause I think there's like a, a couple other videos where you had said that too. So talk to us like a little bit about that, especially like with people coming and making, like, obviously it's, it's the internet. People are going to say whatever they want to say, but right. how do you handle those type of situations? Because I'm sure you get more than we probably realize, especially from those gatekeepers of the scene. Yeah, it's, um, it, I will say it was a lot worse in the beginning. Um, I think, I know like we hear, and it's hard. And I, it's something I didn't realize till I was in the space. Um, we always hear like celebrities are like, oh, I just can't. And you're like, li- like you, like you literally, like you feel like it's just such a tone deaf statement to say, but like, I feel like for me, I didn't realize how critical people can be until you're in that space. Um, so I like mentally kind of prepared for it, but at the same time, I felt very unprepared. So I, when I first started out, I don't think people were used to me. And I think they were like, oh, this girl's like a teenager. She's trying to recreate, you know, uh, you know, things, but uh, people didn't realize like, I'm actually the age that I am. And like, I lived through it and I went through it and I was like, and people would try to like, essentially talk shit to me. And I'm like, you know, I'm older than you. Right. Like, age of like it to you. Yeah. yeah, like I had people that they're like, you know, they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you weren't even alive," and then go to their profile. They're like, "They're like, I'm 25, Aries from California," and I'm like, "I'm older than you are." <laughs> like what? Like I could have like, babysat you, you, but it's like, but you think I'm younger than you? Okay, like, it's like I'm flattered, but like at the same time, like, <laughs> like no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think the hardest part for me, and it's something that I will, (laughs) there was another TikToker and she said it so well. She's like, I still, she's like, I'm 30, like, I'm not 32, but she like, she said, it's like, I'm 32 years old. And I feel like I'm still fighting for emo street credit. And I was like, I, that is the best way to like put that. And I was like, that is brilliant. Um, It's, it's brutal. I will say it's a lot better now because I think people are used to me. Um, when I first got in, it was always like, people were like, oh, you're so ugly. You're like, oh, your eyes are too close together or your makeup looks like shit. I'm like, that's the point. That's the point. (laughs) It's not supposed to look good. Um, so it's been interesting and I get called a poser on the daily and I just go, wow, we have really are unevolved as a society. Um, it's like, I feel like I get like whiplash teleported back to high school and I'm just like, adults call each other posers like that's cool um I don't thought we retired that word (laughs) right like it I will say in the beginning it did bother me because I think as humans we're not programmed to hear so many negative things about ourselves from strangers and again not and and it's always people who don't know you and they just assume your life based upon 
you know, a 15 second, 30 second TikTok. And they're like, you're this. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, I'm glad you read my autobiography. Like, you know me so well. Um, so I just kind of got to a point where I like, it took a lot to like get used to, but I will say now I just, I usually like either ignore it or I'll delete it or I'll sometimes if it's really petty, I don't typically respond, but like, sometimes if somebody says something, I'm just like, you're right. I'm on your side now. I do suck. And they don't even know what to do with themselves or I'll just like pin their comment, but then other people will do the work. And I'm like, I don't have to do anything. Um, but yeah, like I, I definitely like want to use like my platform for a, like whenever I speak about something like in a negative light like that, like I always want it to be going towards a bigger issue. And I feel like that is something like I got a lot of flack for, um, in the beginning is like when I started like sharing like throwback photos, everyone's like, we want to see photos. And I'm like, no, you don't. Um, so, <laughs> and then they were disappointed. I'm like, I know it's disappointing. That's why I haven't shared any. And then everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're so phony. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize a music genre had a, a look like a textbook box you have to check to be able to fit. And so I don't know, I, for that video, particularly, like, I just, I was like, you know what, like this, this is a great comment to respond to to say something about that publicly. And I feel like that's one of the things that I've realized being in this space too, is that I feel, well, not only that I feel, but like people tell me that I validate them for being who they are, for not having an outward scene face. And people are like, oh my gosh, like I appreciate that so much that you speak out because everyone's afraid to say that because everyone's so afraid of being deemed a poser or like, you know, someone who just, you know, wants to be in a music scene for the popular like the popular aesthetic, but it's, there's a lot of people that were interested in that, that just didn't have the means or maybe the, like the financial, you know, aspect didn't line up. And it's, you know, and it's something it's like, we shouldn't gatekeep people like, and, it's, and I say this all the time too, jokingly, I'm like for a group of people that are so like, what, what, what do I say? I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm like going so far, like for a group of people who are so marginalized and like a subculture that is so like pushed to another direction they sure like to like stereotype other people <laughs> and that's oh, how yeah. it's about gatekeeping mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't know like I I just think it's a horrible habit to do and it's a horrible thing because of like people who have always gravitated I feel like for me at least like into the alternative music scene it's always been people who don't feel like they fit in or they feel like they've you know it's, it's usually a people, it's a group of people who don't feel like they fit in or belong, but then to sit there and gatekeep and stereotype people even further. And I was like, get out of here. Like, that's not, that's not what it's about. Like, and it can be something really positive. And so I think for me, like if I had the opportunity to make a point, I would rather choose to drop some knowledge than be petty. Yeah. Well, and that's, (laughs) but that's one of those things that I have like I have mad respect for you for and really commend you on is even when you're like you have on this I mean I don't necessarily call it a persona because it like it's real to a degree but it's like you are always so honest in everything that you do and I think that that's super admirable especially when you're when you're doing something like this and you have that type of platform and you have like you as a person now versus the character that you're trying to portray or the the genre or the scene that you're trying to portray is having that honesty piece is really hard and that can kind of blur the lines between like who you are as a content creator versus who you are as a person and that's I feel like where some of that like gatekeeping and stuff can come in because people don't see that honesty but it's like if they know that like what you actually have behind it and everything, like the factuality about it, but then also that you're very upfront and you're just like, I get it. Like, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Like, that's super hard for a lot of people. So that yeah. props to you for being that and acknowledging that and not taking it as more of a negative, but you're like, yeah, you know what? Here I am. I'm gonna tell you like it is, but I'm also gonna educate you at the same time. Yeah, well, so, thank you. No, and that's, I that's love something that. that like I, I try to be like subconscious about too, because I I wasn't I didn't have the greatest like experience like when I was in school. Like I was I was bullied really, really, really heavily in middle school, like really heavily. But yeah, like I just I didn't have like the greatest experience. And I think like for me, like if I can at least 
provide a safe space for people because I even have like kids that are younger in high school and they're like, I love coming here. But like, to me, like that tells me I'm doing something right because they feel like, even though my stuff is, you know, 15 years prior, it's still like a safe space for people to learn too. Like, and I feel like if anything, it's like, I feel like they're treating it like a history lesson as well. So. Oh yeah, for sure. No way. Yeah. For sure. But I feel like that's also that it, that also speaks to like, again, to you and your character as an individual and as the character that you portray that when people come out to you and you're talking about the safe space that you have, especially this younger generation that comes to you about it being a safe space, because that's a major thing, because I know all of us being in that same exact thing, we would have killed to have something like that back in the day. Right. And the fact that, right, (laughs) we didn't have anything. And then now that, I mean, now that we're in this new age of like social media and things like that, and you're bringing that safe space to theoretically younger us is a huge thing for them to know that, Hey, it's okay. It's accepted. And it makes people feel like it's okay to be different. And I love that. Absolutely love that. Like you're just, you're awesome. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's like, Cause it's like, again, like, and I mean, just thinking back, cause like I was bullied a lot back in like back in high school and middle school and all that other stuff. And it's like, I wish I had something like that back then because it would have made so much more of a difference for me, I think growing up as well. So. Oh, absolutely too. And it's hard. I mean, like YouTube was a thing too, but it was like, it was not what it is now like it's Mm-mm. not it wasn't like like how do I do my makeup like I find 30,000 videos but it's like you just gotta hope you find the right one that's like you know like it just it wasn't a thing like TikTok wasn't around it was like MySpace Facebook you know Tumblr and but like even then they were still evolving and MySpace was full of like toxic things and bullies and it wasn't it was not the most inclusive space but it was a fun space I will say that but Oh yeah. Well, speaking of MySpace, um, we're gonna we'll probably circle back to a lot of the conversation that we were just having, but switching it to a different note. Um, <laughs> talking about MySpace, obviously, just by the talks of it, I'm gonna make an assumption and say that you did have MySpace back in the day. I did, yes. Okay. <laughs> so one of the really big things about MySpace um, was I didn't care about your top eight, what your profile looked like or anything else. Your entire personality was pretty much based on your profile song, mm-hmm. like whatever that was. So a question that we love to ask anybody that comes on our show, if you had MySpace today, what would your profile song be? What would my profile song be? Could it be like a current song or would it be like a throwback mm-hmm. song? It, whatever, whatever you want it to be. Mm, I will, I'm just going to go with the obvious just because it just came out. I'm just going to say foundations of decay because I have been a diehard MCR fan since I was 12 years old and anything they do and they touch is just gold and I will worship and I will just do anything <laughs> for it. So anything they put out, I will fan girl till the day I die. <laughs> so anything immediately MCR is always going to be jessica's profile song always literally always got it it. um now one of the things that we pride ourselves on with our our podcast and everything is we want everybody to to like see you or even the artists that we have on here to see you outside of tiktok or anything like this because we're firm believers is they know you as just an individual and everything outside of it they love you even more and support you even more for what you're doing so we have a lot of like random off the wall questions that we love <laughs> to ask. So they make for great conversations and they also tell us a lot about you as a person. We've got certain okay. arguments that we might need you to settle for us that we ask in every interview. As well. <laughs> okay. Okay. But do it. we, uh, we had an artist on our show and we always get slightly nervous when we have our, well, correction. I do because anxiety <laughs> get nervous when we've got certain people on the show and everything else that I'm always panning at the end of it to be like, Oh my God, they hated us. They're never going to want to come back. 
So we were talking to one of the artists about that and they were like, no, we had fun. Like you didn't ask us any crazy, ridiculous questions like we've been asked before. So, you know, us being brand new when this had happened a couple months ago, most people will ask that to figure out what not to ask in an interview. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, well, we ask it because it makes for great conversation. <laughs> so, Brittany, do you want to take that question? Sure. Jessica, uh, if you could be any type of sandwich, which sandwich would you be and why? Um. Okay, this is going to be a weird question. Well, it's going to be a weird answer, I will say. So <laughs> I love bread, but I'm pretty confident that I have a gluten intolerance and it's recent and it sucks. Um, so I'm obviously going to be a gluten-free sandwich. Um, <laughs> I, I love throwing that around because all my friends, like they just make fun of me. They're like, of course you're gluten-free. And I'm like, I, but like now it's like maybe an actual medical issue and I can't wait to like get some answers and like throw that in my friends' face. But like, I told you so. <laughs> um, Right. And so, and then I also have a dairy allergy, so that's lovely as well. Um, so, but I will say I will go with a grilled cheese, but it has to be vegan cheese and gluten-free bread. And that sounds so sad if you're like a meat, like a bread and cheese lover, but I'm just going to go with a good old fashioned grilled cheese. Cause that is my weakness. And I don't think I could ever give that up, unfortunately. But isn't it just like, even though if it's like gluten-free and it's still vegan cheese, it still pretty much tastes the same, right? I think so. I think certain brands of cheese are better. Like there's like almond cheese that you can have. It. I think it tastes pretty dang bomb. Um, there's some that taste like actual pieces of plastic. Um, it's not too like, far off from real American cheese though. <laughs> Right. right. Um, but yeah, like I was actually, I was eating beforehand and I have like, I use like the dairy free cheese and the one that I bought recently, I'm like, mm, this tastes a, a little bit like plastic. Like it's not bad, but they just didn't have like the one I normally get. So, um, but yeah, I'm just going to stick with grilled cheese because, and it also is really funny because I, there's a place like where I live. So I'm like right in Portland and there is a food cart in Portland called the grilled cheese grill. And they have like 20 different types of grilled cheese and they're just and, and especially like if you know if you're from Portland or if you've been to Portland like everything's weird and everything's really <laughs> off the wall and like sometimes I'll just go there just to suffer through it because it's so good I'm like I'm gonna regret this an hour but you know what it just so good <laughs> I'm just gonna torture myself for like a day or so it's fine right. like it hurts so good like right <laughs> um so Keeping on this, okay, keeping on this, this sandwich type of trend. So uh, gluten-free bread, obviously, but peanut butter and jelly, grape jelly, or strawberry jelly? Strawberry. Actually, I know I was, if, 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 if raspberry is an option, I prefer raspberry, but I will go with strawberry. <laughs> raspberry does sound good okay i'm gonna i'm gonna leave this interview now uh, <laughs> it's been great uh, it's been great you broke sorry, my track bro. record so i'm just i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go you guys got this right like it's yep. fine okay okay <laughs> i'm team grape oh, all the way goodness. she's very much outnumbered she's had a few with her but i'm very much outnumbered and it makes me very sad <laughs> because like a story told said it's classic like grape is classic but i okay. feel like historically but like strawberry is a game like, changer like i feel like grape flavored anything is just like if you get like grape flavored like juice or like cough syrup it's like it's the gross one it's kind of like along there with cherry yeah but i feel like i have had grape jelly i think grape jelly is good but i just feel like grapes get a bad rep if they're off the vine and they're like not in its whole natural form so that's my that's my true argument. okay <laughs> So then this other argument that we've also been having with everybody we've had on our show is a hot dog a sandwich. Well, it could be. It could be. I mean, technically a sandwich is a top and a bottom. And it, if you turn it sideways, it could fold in half and it could be a sandwich. I mean, 
but then also like if, if you you know if, if you've ever had to make makeshift hoagie sandwiches with hot dog buns you just cut them through and then you have like you know a, a, like a hoagie, hoagie subway sandwich so technically it i mean if you want to get real crafty it could be a sandwich <laughs> i love it <laughs> I, I mean what what is it what the, like subway, oh, like, I'm subway like, bread I was think- not connected on an end it would be a hot dog right like it could be just a really big hot dog but th- like like I don't know if, like I said like I like I've there's been several times like in my family like my mom's like well we don't got money for groceries we gotta make sandwiches let's make it go and so we just you know slice those hot dog buns in half and then boom we have a sub sandwich so like I'm sitting here and I'm trying to counteract this argument <laughs> but there's too much fact and logic in that answer that I'm like <laughs> Everything that I have ever thought of is now flawed. <laughs> but I still don't Life think a hot a dog is a sandwich. <laughs> but you're not wrong. That's why I was giggling because it's hilarious. <laughs> like, like, I think this is the first time like, I've been stumped in my maybe. own question. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, Sam, it's broken. I know. I'm, I'm literally watching like the math problems like revolve around you. Like, <laughs> like it's like that meme of like the lady. Yes. Like, <laughs> well, because like I've I've been I've been like arguing on this concept like with a hot do- when a hot dog is on a hot dog bun, it's obviously a hot dog. But when you take a hot dog off of the bun, it's still a hot dog. Right. So it's not like a sandwich in itself. But then you throw your logic in there. And you completely discredit my logic. <laughs> and now go by how it's prepared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, I could sharpen the knife a little bit more. We could even slice the hot dog in half and then it would be a nice flat sandwich. And then you could have a two part hot dog on a hoagie. And then you could, you could get real crafty and then you could do like, you know, the ketchup and the mustard, the relish, and then on top, and then you could have a hot dog sandwich. You know, it, it could go any way. <laughs> well, I guess I know. What I I'm love gonna it. Say, right? I'm going to get real crafty and then I'm going to send like a follow up and be like, look at my beautiful hot dog sandwich masterpiece. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, though. <laughs> so like, I OK, so still speaking on this same topic, I think I think, you know how your phone like obviously listens to like what you're doing or whatever and they'll send you ads or videos of whatever you've been talking about so like obviously we have this hot dog question and like in every interview that we do well then I saw a TikTok the other day that popped up where somebody had a hot dog and they made it like that whole spiral thing that they do when you make like a spiral hot dog um like you cut it yeah we like cut it in the spiral Gotcha. What okay. they did was they they had the hot dog and then they they turned it into like a circle and like connected it on end to end and then like fried it and then put it on a sandwich and I'm like that just like, like, like they fried it like, a, like it's a fried bologna yeah. at that point it was like well it was like fried bologna but it was a hot dog on two pieces of white bread and I'm like but then would that still be a sandwich yeah, yeah. Well, that would definitely bread. be a it's sandwich. Not a flat bread, if it's pressed between two pieces of bread, I feel like that's a sandwich, though. Okay, mm-hmm. but then another argument that came to us is a taco a sandwich? No, because it's connected. Because it's rounded and it's connected. I mean, unless like the taco like busts in half, unless you got like some real crappy tortilla shells. But like tacos are folded. But I mean, some of those tortilla shells be very dry. Yeah, I mean, you could probably you could probably do it. I don't know how good it would taste. It'd be like a hard, like crunchy piece of like, like for example, like sometimes like I make quesadilla. Bur- I call it quesadilla burgers, but like, you take like a hamburger patty and you cook it, and then you wrap it up in like a taco shell, and then you barbecue it, and then like I know it's a really weird one. Um, I like cooking a lot. But then you could put like salsa in it and you put like cheese in it. So then it, it's inside the taco. So it's basically like kind of like a quesarito or kind of thing from Taco Bell, but like it's a burger. 
So you just do that. It's really easy. And it's I know like, what I'm making for dinner shit. tomorrow. I'm so it's excited. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, that, I mean, I call it a quesadilla burger. I don't really know if like that's, I mean, it's got a hamburger patty in there, but that I mean, sounds <laughs> so freaking good. I was like, you're like, why didn't I ever think of that? <laughs> yep. It's oh, honestly man. really good. It's like my fail safe. I'm like, oh, it's just, and especially like on a nice summer day with like a beer. Well, I can't have beer anymore, but like if I had a beer and like, you know, a quesadilla burger, it's like a really good, you know, summer meal. You can have so, seltzers. That's true. Yeah. Seltzers. They're gluten-free. <laughs> They're spicy water. I Spicy water. Don't hate. <laughs> I love seltzer. Spicy water. That's fine. Um, Spicy water that's gluten free and it get me drunk. Hey. <laughs> oh, I mean, perks, yes. <laughs> um, Autumn, do you want to ask our other question? My, yeah, my new one. Or the dragon one? Oh, the dragon one. Yeah. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a dragon, what would you do? Um, I was a dragon. Um, I would fly to Hogwarts. I'd find my way to Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a it's Harry Potter like, fan? Yes, I am. Okay, what's your house? I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay, I can see that. That makes perfect it's, sense. Yeah, everyone says that. Like my friends are like, "Are you? Are you a Hufflepuff?" And I'm like, "No, I'm definitely a Ravenclaw." And they're like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah." Take me in an escape room. I'll get you out. I'll show you. <laughs> Watch me. Right. Exactly. So yeah. They what is everybody else? What's everybody else's houses? I'm a Hufflepuff. Okay. Very much a Hufflepuff. No I would. Say, Autumn is definitely like just personality wise. Autumn is also definitely a Hufflepuff, and Brittany would be a Gryffindor. So is that like the house of anxiety? <laughs> it's like. It's like, so the best way to put a Hufflepuff is like a Hufflepuff is one of those ones that would probably commit a murder, but you would also never guess it was them because usually a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw takes the fall for it. That's a good way to put it. That's a very good way to put it. Like that's the easiest way to put it without getting too complicated. I feel like Hogwarts houses are right up there with astrology. Like where when someone tells you the sign or their house, you just go, oh, it makes sense. Like, (laughs) it's like, I just know so much more about you as a person. Like, that's why I let Samit tell me what my Hogwarts house is because I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I would like, but see, like when it comes, like, I don't do the whole astrology sign thing and anything else, but like you tell me your Hogwarts house, I'm into that. Right. I am completely exactly who you are. Right, because we get along so well, and we don't always get along very well. So now I'm like, mm, we have to be the same. Unless you're a Slytherin, because my best friend is a Slytherin, and it makes perfect sense. Because Hufflepuffs have Slytherins for best friends all of the time, or vice versa. I feel like that, yeah. My best friend's also a Hufflepuff, too, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, I love her, but I'm like, yeah. it makes sense. She's like, what is that supposed to mean? I'm like, I don't know. What does it mean? Just think about it. It'll make sense eventually. Right. (laughs) Um, So another question we love to ask, that's been a really fun one is if you woke up to, I'm not woke up tomorrow, wrong one. We just asked that question. Um, If you could be in any movie, what movie would you be in and who would you play? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I try to think. I really, really, really love the movie 500 Days of Summer. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. And I just love Zoe Deschanel in that movie. And I feel like I would just love to play what any role that she touches because she's just so fantastic at anything. Um, but that, that was like the first time I actually like, well, other than like Elf, I think, I mean, she was an Elf as well. But I'm like, that was the first time I like saw her and I was like, oh, I see. And then, you know, then everything kind of happened with like new girl and like she and him kind of took off as well. So I, yeah, I would love to play summer from 500 days of summer that or any character from Scott Pilgrim, because that is also one of my all time favorite movies too. Um, I've done actually a cosplay of, of envy on TikTok. Um, 
but I just I the characters and the writing and just the way that they like formatted that film was just so genius I'm like I would literally play any opportunity I have to dress up as a character I will do it <laughs> I was gonna say I was like are, are you a cosplayer as well like so I, w- I don't know if you'd necessarily say cosplayer, but like also like I will just lead with the fact I was a theater kid. So yeah, that was so me. Like, yeah. So like if, if you're a theater kid, you just know, like if like for me, like when it comes to Halloween, like that is an Olympic sport. I'm like, I am going to have the best costume. It is not going to be store bought. It's going to be so good. Um, and I get really, really competitive and like I'll do, you know, I've done like some crazy ones. I had one that was published a couple of years ago for my Janice Ian cosplay I did from Mean Girls. It was like in news, like I found it, it was like five years later, I found it in like news articles and it was like repinned like thousands of times on Pinterest. And I was like, what? So I just get really competitive with dressing up and like I I I just love it so much. Like I just went, um, I was on a local production of the Heathers, the musical in my town. And one of my yes. friends, who was also a theater kid, we did uh, theater together. She's like, so we're going to dress up. We're going to wear our best 80s Heather's gear. And I want you to like go like that. We were just like on the same wavelength. She's like, we're going to look like we're from the 80s movie. I want, I want to see poofy bangs. I want, you know, skirts. And so we like, we fully committed and we showed up like full and everyone was like, oh, and I'm like, we fit in just fine. It's okay. So <laughs> It makes so much sense now. We just became best friends. Like. Let's do karate. Oh, the karate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, were you like, when it comes to the theater aspect, were you the actor? Were you behind the scenes? How were you in theater? Because there, there was always that niche. Yeah. So that you're a techie or you're on the stage. Um, I was always on the stage. Um, I never, I was really pissed about this and I'm still bitter about this. Um, <laughs> I never actually had a leading role in any stage show. I only ever had supporting roles, mostly because my drama teacher and I had beef and I had no problem. I was kind of an asshole to my theater teacher because she was new. And like the teacher that we had had before was like Broadway equivalent. Like she blew it out of the park and it was so good. And then we had this new teacher come in and it was just like, half-ass mediocre and I was like no this is what you're doing and she's like you're 15 like pipe down and I'm like no this is how we're gonna do it like I was literally I was that asshole um so she didn't like me and then I actually wrote an an, an anonymous letter to my teacher addressing all the issues um that everybody has like ba- like I kid you not like a Jersey Shore moment was like dear Sam like that was literally me with my drama teacher <laughs> and I was like I didn't say it but I was like everybody hates you we all want to quit figure it the fuck out like I didn't say it like that but basically like an indirect way yes I said that um, you are my hero <laughs> So basically I got put on the shit list and I never had a lead role because it was pretty obvious that like nobody had the balls to do that other than me. Um, and so <laughs> I didn't get like a leading role. I had like some supporting roles, um, but I definitely did as much with it as I could. Like, for example, I was in like a production of Fiddler on the Roof. And I don't know if anybody's familiar with that production, but there's like a line in the beginning when they're singing the open it so- opening song, they're like, oh, you can marry that girl. She's blind. And so I was a blind girl, literally sewing and like stabbing myself over and over again. And I was just like, like I was like crashing into stuff and I just kind of like, I kept it running through the whole show. Anytime I had to go back into that character, I would li- I'd literally like crash into the wall, like on purpose. I'd like run into people and I would like touch people's faces. Everyone's <laughs> like, what is, like, this is some weird method acting, so. <laughs> oh my God, that's perfect. So I just made the most of what I was given, so. That's awesome. See, I was the same way. I was, I was kind of, I was both. I was I was more techie than probably on stage, but I always try to do both. I was always in every musical. I was always the dance captain in every musical because I had eight years of like tap dancing experience. And, but other than that, I was never anything else. So then my junior year, we did the Sound of Music classic. And in order for, (laughs) I cannot sing. I am a dying cat when it comes to singing. Like, 
my mom is purely convinced I cracked her windshield. And oh my God, I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah. So in order to be in the sound of music, obviously there's no like, there's no dancing or anything in there. Like we did anything goes. We did once upon a mattress, which is like all dancing upbeat stuff. Yep. And then Finish we did panic. Right. And then we did uh, the sound of music, which is like a great and depressing musical at the same time. Yeah. So the, my director, she was like, well, you have to sing in order to like be considered for anything. <laughs> so me being me, mustered up the balls to go out on stage and sing I am 16 going on 17 completely acapella never in my life have I ever seen a director laugh hysterically while somebody was auditioning and then throw her paper in the air while she was laughing (laughs) at my audition she's like I give up I give up as a teenager so to my surprise I go to the call sheet like the callback sheet not thinking I was gonna get shit and my name was on the callback sheet and I'm like are you gonna embarrass me is that is that what's gonna happen like that's gonna be this thing so I showed up to callbacks and sat there the entire time didn't read for anything didn't do anything just sat there at callbacks and I'm like freaking out about it cast list comes out and I get cast as Frau Schmidt, which is the the nanny, like the maid nanny. So yeah. I went up, I went up to my director, and I'm like, "What? Like I didn't do anything?" And she goes, "She goes, no, but I gave you the biggest non singing speaking role <laughs> because, <laughs> because you had you had balls, and I had to acknowledge that." We appreciate the honesty, honesty. Right. Oh I was gosh. like, I was like, thanks. like seriously like that was me too like I was like the only one I have have a naturally alto I was a second alto like and like musicals aren't written for second altos they're meant for like first sopranos and I'm like that's not in my vocal range Mm -hmm. um it was horrible I don't even have a vocal range (laughs) (laughs) that's funny too because I was always dance captain too my long little also, like my mom owned a dance studio growing up, so I started dancing by the time I was two years old. Until I still dance, and so now I, I coach a little bit too. So, but yeah, yeah. Oh, good times. <laughs> oh, good times. I miss it. I miss it to a degree. Not gonna lie. Right. But it was like high school theater was so much better than like community theater. Community theater was so like clicky clicky yeah so I feel like it's clicky I I haven't done it but like I've wanted to do it but I'm like I feel like it's all like the best of the best adults and it's like you gotta fight and I'm like I don't know and you're not fighting for your right to party that's for sure no 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 (laughs) no right um but Autumn do you want to ask your question sure um we went on a theater tangent (laughs) All right. I could I could talk for hours, unfortunately. Yeah, so could we. <laughs> uh, would you rather have the ability to fly or to be invisible? But like you don't have to be invisible all the time. Um that's a tough one. Well, okay. I'm gonna say fly because that's like an opportunity you don't really get very much um I would I mean I mean we talk about invisibility I'm like I feel like like I feel like I live most of my life in in, with the invisibility cloak as is like I literally ran into people like I met post high school like you went to school with us and I was like we sat together for a full year Like, I mean, I feel like I've already, I've already knocked out the invisibility part. So I'm like, I would like to try something new. So I'm going to go with flying. (laughs) That's so depressing. and so true at the same time. I kid you not. Like I remember after I graduated, because I had a real dramatic glow up when I was younger and there was a guy that used to sit next to me in my biology class and he would literally show up and be like, he just copied my homework every day. Like he was like one of the popular kids. And I was like. I was like too like hesitant to say anything. And then I remember like, it was like a year or two after I graduated, he like sent me a DM. He was like, hey. And I was like, you copied off me for a full year. You don't remember me? And he's like, what? I was like, get out of here. 
get out of here. Like, I was like, oh, funny how it works. Oh my God. <laughs> Brittany, uh, do you want to ask yours? Uh, yeah. So before I ask this, have you ever been told that you look like Rose McIver in iZombie? No, I have not. Okay, well, I think you do when you do your little scene hair. I'm like, she oh. looks like it's probably like your eye makeup too, because like, have so you've never seen Eye Zombie? I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. I know. Okay, it, yeah. It so it's like, probably so. it's probably the makeup too. <laughs> but anyway, um, how long do you think that you would last in the zombie apocalypse? Um, I would be one of the first people to go because I have an irrational fear of zombies. Me too. I have like what I like walking the walk watching the walking dead I'm like nope I'm already it just induced the panic like it like I literally feel like my breath like I feel like myself like convulsed like I'm like <laughs> like oh, no. I, I have like a hard time like disconnecting and like the movie like I this is so embarrassing to admit because this is not a scary movie at all but like I saw Zombieland in theaters when I was 17 and that fucked me up like <laughs> I was like it's not even a scary movie like it's so like funny but I was like yeah. like I just I'm not into the scary movie stuff like my anxiety is so bad like I don't mm-hmm. need another thing to stress me out at the end of the day like I don't I don't enjoy being anxious for fun so like, right. kind of like my my like I like scary movie like, I don't like to be like, watching a lot of horror scary movies just because a it puts me like in a bad psychological thing but like zombies especially like I'm like 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 literally I'm like death grip on the blanket like I, I watched the second zombie land because I'm like I have to watch the second because obviously I've seen the first and it was really funny but I just like huh, like I hate like that jump out yeah. like I just yeah. I don't the jump scares like, zo- like especially like watching like the video game like left for dead when that was huge too because I had like a gamer boy oh that was scary though because of the, like the witch like come out and she'd be like yeah. me crowling and I'm like <laughs> my life i'm not even playing this game i literally I am ready to throw hands at the tv like i hate yes. it so much yes ah, it was i can't yes yes because that game was scary as shit like yeah especially if you weren't expecting it too like all of a sudden you yeah. see like, this thing that's just like you know crawling yeah. at you and you're it's like all like yeah. <laughs> that, that used to be me like the hand in the adams family scared the shit out of me oh really thing thing oh my god i was terrified like i would not watch the adams family because of the hand oh. and like you see that they're coming up with a netflix yeah yeah i saw that which mean like that, that i cried when i watched jeepers creepers like that terrified me. Oh, that's like one of my like the first one those peepers. crap out of me. And I know it's gonna happen. I also watched it, it when me. I was four. So like I'm terrified of clowns. Because uh, like I was very ad like I was that child that was very mm-hmm. adamant and very stubborn. And I was like, I wanted to watch it because it was a clown movie. And my parents were like, you're not gonna like it. And I was being super insistent. And then finally my dad was like, fuck it, okay. So <laughs> I can handle this. You're like, I'm I got this. I didn't handle it very well at all. I'm now 31 years old and I'm still terrified of clouds. <laughs> I can't do it. I uh, literally watched minutes of that and it terrified me. And I agree, clowns are now, scary. Halloween, but I didn't even watch the whole thing. Halloween and horror and all that other stuff is like one of my favorite things. Really? Like well, because I started, I used the theater stuff and I started working in haunted houses. Oh. And like, there's a difference between being scared and being somebody who scares someone. Like, yeah. there's such a level of satisfaction scaring the shit out of somebody. <laughs> I've been in a haunted house before and that I did like, I don't like going through them though. I mean, if you can so take, I if can you can agree. make a grown man scream out loud and make a run for it that's so rewarding (laughs) but did did you ever get hit though because I'm sure like uh, like I that's also something I've heard I also dated somebody that worked in a haunted house and he would do it every year but he would like he can get punched and I'm just like and you keep coming back and he's like yeah I'm like (laughs) like, better yet so bad 
So I was working in a haunted house in this place that had like a two story laser tag arena. Um, back Ooh. when I lived in Maryland, it was nuts. Two story. It was like pretty much all in black light and each floor had like a tour guide to kind of guide people through it because there's so many moving pieces. And I was the tour guide upstairs. Now there comes a room that I was normally in, which was like the demon room as we called it. And what happens is, is there's like somebody sitting on the bed in the corner and they're like freaking out. And then they scream and lunge forward. And somebody comes darting out from the other side of the room to scare the shit out of somebody. Okay. So keep that in mind. And after that point, we have to go down like two different ramps in opposite directions to get downstairs, to get down to the bottom floor to then leave. So I, this was what, 2010 and I was 19 at the time. And I was tour guide upstairs. I was dressed up like little red riding hood. Cause you know, that's terrifying apparently back in the day. <laughs> and there was this guy that was in, um, his big gap like big guy super flamboyant like I wanted to be his best friend as like a regular person and he gets into that room and he's like has an idea of what's getting ready to happen so I'm standing at the the uh the ledge like not the ledge but the the opening to the ramps that go down and I'm holding on to the ramps and he's like pushing me forward like he knows what's coming and he's like trying to push me through to get through there. Like, we have to wait because I let the other group get out. When the dude came darting out from the other side of the room, this guy came charging at me, screaming, terrified. He and I went rolling down both of these ramps to the bottom and he took off out the emergency exit. My entire left side was bruised so bad that oh. I for a week it was hysterical but it's like something that happens out of a movie like that's like like that's so crazy and all you hear is like the girl that was in the room that was like screaming and like lunged forward because at the same time that she did the front of the bed broke at the same time so she hit the floor and all you hear is her like cackling laughing in the room (laughs) while all of this is going on and then there's this this short little guy taking off out the emergency exit into the parking lot and we never saw him again (laughs) most rewarding experience of my life most painful thing but most rewarding (laughs) oh my gosh it was the best god it's like ever since then like this whole like scary horror thing like I've been through the worst of it I can handle anything right like I got this (laughs) trust me (laughs) it can't be much worse so yeah, oh I get God. it. I love it. Maybe that's what I, I need to get over my fear is to be trampled in a haunted house. So, you know, it's a whole different experience. Let me tell you, and it's worth it. So worth it. Um, but, um, kind of bring it, bring it a little bit back to TikTok and different <laughs> things like that. Um, so you've been doing this for about a year, mm-hmm. um, or maybe a little over a year, right at a year at this point. Yeah. A little over a year. Um, are you are you planning to stick to this content like completely? Like, are you married to it, or are you looking to also branch out to do different things as well? Um, it's kind of a mix of both. I definitely want to continue it. I I just I think for me, I think I want to be able to kind of diversify it a little bit more. So I've tried to dabble a little bit in like some of the movies and like. I have like a couple other characters I've kind of introduced into what we call, I like to joke, call it the Jessiverse. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, my, one, of my, one of my friends, he's like, he's like the, one of my characters, he's like, the Jessiverse is coming, coming along very nicely. And I was like, thank <laughs> you. I'm sticking with that. That's great. Um, so yeah, I have a couple characters and I definitely want to talk about like other eras as well I think nostalgia is just one of those things that just kind of hits home for everybody as well um but I definitely don't want to limit it to just one thing if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but I I do want to keep it running as long as I can so okay so then other question that I I I need to know because I've seen I've seen it in many different conversations but the the video the TikTok video you have where you go on a first date and realize that the other guy had an emo face is that actually Ricky 
It is Ricky. Yes. <laughs> that is Ricky. So I actually, so funny story. So I reached out to Mikey, Tyler, and Ricky. And I was like, one of you three needs to send me an old MySpace photo because I need to use it for a video. And the gems that they sent me, and I'm like, you guys, this is going to, I'm going to store this and I'm going to save this for a rainy day. Like they were just so good. And I'm like, so I was like, I told him like, as long as you're okay with me using that, I'm like, I like, I mean, you signed up for this, like you volunteer distribute. So just be prepared right. for the repercussions. <laughs> so I, I told Ricky about it. He was laughing so hard too. And I'm like, yeah, Ricky, you freaking heartbreaker. I'm like, quit playing. Quit playing. Because <laughs> I, I saw that. And then I think, it, I think it was Ricky that had made the comment that his, his MySpace is now his MySpace photo was going to be like, like broadcasted everywhere. And he was never going to live it down. And then I was like, I was like, but is it really Ricky? Is that really him? So like, I needed, I just, I needed to know. I needed to know if, I, if that yeah. was him. Cause he looks like such a baby. I didn't even, I'm like, there's no way. Mikey, especially I'll have to, I'll see if Mikey feels brave to post his one, but Mikey and him, Tyler, I, I told Tyler, I'm like, I feel like you look the same just with facial piercings. Um, but oh, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. But I'm like, I'm like, Tyler, you look the same, like this with facial piercings, but like Mikey and Ricky looked so different. I was like, you guys, this is so good. Like. I want to frame these and like, these are so good. <laughs> these like, are I gold. Actually, like, I mean, I have like, I mean, I've shared like my MySpace photos and stuff. I like, put them in like my own TikTok, but mine aren't like terribly cringy. They're just like, they look like a normal person. Um, but it's, yeah. So I, I told them like, sorry to exploit you like that, but you signed up for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That's great. Yeah, that's, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's confirmed. It is Ricky. That's perfect. Yes, um, now we are coming up to the hour mark as far as the interview is concerned, but one way we always love to, excuse me, wind down from our interviews and everything is to, is to ask uh, a question that we've actually just started implementing into our interviews. And if, if there was one piece of advice or one thing that you could say to your younger self, what would that be? Ooh, that's a, that's going to hit me right in the feels. Um, I would say to not be afraid to be yourself. And I think that that is something that I did a really big disservice to myself. And I think, I think it's been very freeing for me as well to be able to show my love for something that I am very passionate about and also like inspire other people, because I, that's something that I didn't really understand until like maybe in the last year um that like how much impact that like we all have on other people um and I would say just stick to what you love and to not be afraid of what other people think because at the end of the day you're not gonna have to live with your like you're not gonna have to live with what they think about you like you have to live with what you think about yourself um and I think that that is something that like I held on to for a long time um but yeah, I, I just, and I, I look back to like the people that kind of like either like teased me or bullied me or like made fun of me for like, you know, the choices I was making like style wise or like things I was into. And I'm just like, I don't even talk to these people. Why do I care? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, like yeah. I would never see people ever again. And if I do, they probably still suck. So mm-hmm. um, like, I mean, to be point blank, but yeah, I think just trusting, like trusting myself and and knowing that I don't have to cater my likes and interests and opinions to please other people. So strong words. That's, those are good things. That's, I mean, especially now being like, uh, being where everybody's at, especially if there's us who went through all the same phases and everything else, like that's a super big thing. And I mean, it's not even just for our scene, but just in general, like, yeah, you're only out to please yourself you come first ultimately Um, (laughs) but we do want to thank you for coming to hang out with us uh we had uh so much fun again we were super excited when we shot our shot and you were like yeah let's do it and I was like yes I was very excited so I'm really glad we could make this work um 
I do apologize. We had to do a little bit of shuffling around because I made a mistake with scheduling, but I'm glad it worked out either way. Um, but thank you for coming to hang out with us. Uh, we do appreciate you and we are extremely proud of everything that you have done and that you are doing. Um, and uh, again, like we appreciate your honesty about everything, especially in what you do. It's a super important thing. And it's one thing that I feel like a lot of people forget about when they're creating content or doing things like that. And you stand very true to it and what you're doing with creating the safe space and everything. Like it's, it's needed as much as some people probably don't think, don't really think it is, but it absolutely is. And um, like I said, uh, and I'm sure I can speak for a lot of people is I wish I wish we had somebody like you 15 years ago for all of us. Cause that would have made a huge difference for a lot of people. Um, so keep doing what you're doing and being amazing. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, we have been talking with the gem of a human being, Miss Jessica Conrad on our show today. Um, please go find her on social media. You can find her on TikTok, um, and you can find her other scene persona on TikTok as well. Uh, under the same name, who is absolutely incredible, that attacks all of us in the best way possible and is super nostalgic. Um, but you can also find her on Instagram and things as well. So please go find her. Please show her all the love. Share it, like it, comment on it, all of the things. And when you do, please go tell her that the Elder Emo Hour sent you. Um, Jessica, again, we really appreciate you coming to hang out with us. Um, and we appreciate everything that you do. So well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, But we are the Elder Emo Hours, and this was Jessica Conrad.